0: back to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and it's always great to be back behind the mic. And I got a very special interview lined up for you guys today. I've been looking forward to this one. I've been talking to this young lady for, I don't know, a couple months. And and she's, she, there was just something that drew me to her. And we're going to get into who she is, what she's about, and kind of some of the things... Uh, that's been going on in the world. She's had direct contact with with some of the things in her area, and I'm not going to get too much into it right now because I kind of want her to fill you guys in on it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my friend, Judy Marks. Judy, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Adam? I'm good. Hello, everybody. It's (laughs) nice to meet everyone.
0: (laughs) I appreciate you jumping on. Um, Thank
1: you. uh,
0: Judy, I want to jump right into this. Why don't you tell everybody... First off, where, where are you at in the world? And then tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: For sure. Okay, so where I am is a question I have learned to answer because I've had that question asked a lot lately. And usually it's a long-winded answer, but it's gotten shorter and shorter the more I answer it. Um, right now, if I'm not, I say if I'm not in Northern Canada, I'm in Texas. So at the moment, I'm in Northern Canada. So <laughs> with all the restrictions and the mandatories happening, I can't travel, right? right. So. I got, I made the decision to come back into Canada in December, knowing the chances of me being locked in here was 90% high, just based on what I knew going on in the world and what was coming. Um, And so, but I made the decision to come back because of my son. And I always say, he's my, he's my why. And, and, or I, I always say my why is 2000 miles away and he's nine years old. So I I was like, which side am I going to be stuck on? It's definitely going to be the side that he's on. Right. So that's that's the only reason I came back. But I'm glad I did because of what's been going on. So you
0: know, Northern Canada and and Texas, which are like basically <laughs> polar opposites from each other. Yes. So what
1: yes.
0: I'm assuming you're from Canada. That's where you yeah where you were initially from. So then why why Texas? What what what's the coalition? What's the connection to Texas?
1: Um, and I, I mean it's sometimes Florida, sometimes Tennessee, but uh I got back into the horse training world and that's what took me to Texas. But all business and my business partners are in the US. I love the US. I Uh, since the truckers happened i i am saying i'm the proudest canadian american that there is because i always used to say i was born in the wrong country yeah but now i am very proud to be canadian and i want to represent both countries i i love our both both of our countries i don't think there should be a border personally and i know a lot of people don't like when i say that but that's my opinion (laughs) (laughs) nice i really don't care
0: i I love it i love it canada i I love canada it's a I, I'm we're an, all so I, the same i'm i'm an outdoors guy so it, like anytime yeah. i could be out in the woods hunting fishing mostly fishing or just hiking that whole kind of thing and then some of the most memorable moments of my life were up in canada and stuff like that so i absolutely i love it up there you mentioned horse training and stuff like that so i, I kind of want to just catch, touch base a little bit mm-hmm. more on that so how long have you been doing that
1: I've had horses since I was 10 and how I got my first horse was the guy said he would give me a deal. Cause my, my dad was like, no, no horses. Uh, I was cried all the way home when I heard that. And the guy said he would give us a deal on my first horse. If I trained two ponies for him, I'd never touched horses. So that was <laughs> quite, I, I look back on how I did it and yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how did I not die? Right. right. Like, but that's how it started. I, I, if I didn't quit then, I guess I wasn't going to quit. So <laughs> right. I, I started right from the get go and I've learned, I've fallen off so many times I've been, I've luckily never really been hurt. Knock on wood. It's, I've been well looked after and right. I've always been very careful because I was always out there by myself. So now it's like, I've learned to, to be smart. Right. Fear is common sense when it comes to horses. Oh,
0: absolutely. <laughs> there it's a, they're like a very majestic animal but they're also like most accidents that happen uh what was it i saw a statistic recently i was take i've been taking a horsemanship class for the last latter part of a year like once a week yeah and the 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 guy that teaching the class was just like you know there's more accidents with horses and humans than humans and than any other yeah. animals out there and it makes it makes sense but then at the same time it's just like how do you it, the class that I took the first I remember taking the first class and it was just like make the horse move don't let him make you move you and then it's just like yeah. reading it and then becoming one with that animal and I was like it had been years since I even been close to a horse and then it was kind of like I was kind of timid at first and then after a while you just kind of like now you just jump on and just like alright let's yeah. go you know let's you know trail yeah. or well, so I I love it
1: I love it too. And I, so I, I, specialize more in the horse psychology part of it because I love the brain of a horse. I love it. It's so much fun to play in. Um, and so my specialty would be more the foundational work with a horse and then up to the point of riding. And then I turn it over to my business partner. So we're in, she's in Texas. She's one of the top trainers in Texas, in the U S in my opinion, she's in a lot of magazines Caroline, Caroline Wood, if you guys want to look her up, she's amazing at what she does. But her and I pair so well together because I like the beginning part. And she is so good at teaching these horses to win ribbons and to be so perfect. She creates amazing push button horses without ruining them. And I love that. And I like the first part. So if someone has a horse that's having issues, I like to come in and be the psychologist of this horse and explain what this horse has been through just based on what he's telling me. And I love it. So that's the part that, and I like to teach this to people because a few people know what the horse is saying and how he's saying it. And based on that, you'll be able to keep yourself safe and have a partnership with your horse, not just a horse to ride.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to move transition here a little bit. Cause we've got a yeah. lot, lot to talk about because you're, you're a, a woman of many parts
1: yes, yes you, sir, you also
0: right. you you also are the co founder of wealth ops what what is wealth ops what is that
1: so that kind of came um it we started it was five x to freedom, literally as of last night, but it, we've been kind of rebranding and branding ourselves a, a group of us um because Wealth Ops, my, my brand is the Barefoot CEO because I love the representation of freedom and barefoot to me is freedom. And it kind of just happened because I'm always barefoot. And so it was just something that kind of morphed into um, our theory is having more than one stream of income. So when I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you're excited or if you're, <laughs> yeah. So I, I got, I was like, Um, here, the five plus streams of income, our theory was in the next five years, we would add one stream of income per year. Well, 2020 happened. And as they say, in the Great Depression, more millionaires were made per capita than any other time in the history. And I think we're back in that phase now where there is so many opportunities to become a millionaire. And you can either sit and whine about what's going on in the world, or you can see the opportunity. And so we had so many opportunities hit our desk. And in 2020, we said, we're not going to say no to anything. We're just going to jump in stuff. And we're just going to try stuff. We're going to learn stuff. Crypto. We, we jumped into stuff. We lost money and stuff. We had stuff pulled out from under us. I mean, we learned so much. We had people quit because they didn't like this little journey that we were all on. But it was fun. And we learned so much. So uh, Wealth Ops, it was like I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I love talking to people and going, Hey, what are you all doing? How can we, um, it's like a giant big room with 500 phones in it. And we're all answering five phones. Now, if you were in that room by yourself, you would never be able to answer every opportunity. You would never be able to be the expert in anything. So I'm like, okay, a core few of us that absolutely love the rush of like, Gary B says, the only thing that's important, and I like that this was huge for me when I heard this because I had that guilt in the back of my head because of how I grew up as a Mennonite, a girl that her my my options were get married, have kids, that's it. And so being a hungry, like loving to make money and wanting to be a shark in the business world was completely opposite, right? Like that's not what I was designed to do. <laughs> so I had to break the mold and start over. And when he said, the only thing that's really important is the health of my family, mentally mentally and physically. Other than that, money is just a game to me. Right. And I love that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can unapologetically unapos- say this now because I love making money. It's so much fun. Yeah. The rush, the ups and downs. You know, I work with a product company. It's a lot of fun. There's not a lot of um, adrenaline there. So I get my adrenaline from the crypto space and some of these like high risk. We, we're doing a little less high risk now because I, I will not bring someone in because I want to help them and have their rug pulled and have them lose their money. I can't. I, I integrity is big for me, so I can't do that. I won't say, hey, jump in this and you're going to make a lot of money if I don't believe you actually right, will. Right. So I'm very I have a hard line there. But yeah, Wealth Ops was Wealth Opportunities, and when I was spelling it out, I went, it it was wealth, and I seen ops, and I'm like, considering the background of a lot of my business partners, oh my gosh, I stopped there. I'm like, well, ops, okay, we're done. Like, this is what we do. This yeah. is what we do. It's like, it, it's, I, yeah. I dig so, the
0: name. I dig the name. I was like, Wealth Ops, Ops being a military guy like yeah operation yep. op- oh yeah it's about to go down it's right
1: like, wealth yeah. operations let's so nah. get wealth opportunity wealth operations it's like this is what we do yeah. transfer wealth and transform health right
0: I freaking love your mindset and and the you know I'm because I'm I'm a serial entrepreneur myself and it's always like now that i'm I'm a little more seasoned you know yeah. you could you know those of you that have been listening to the show for a long time know that, you know, I got a lot of gray in the beard, uh, now, but it's, <clears throat> I've, I've always been one where I would say up until 35, I played it safe.
1: And, and mm-hmm. it, well,
0: up until a 30, I played it safe and then around 30 to 35, I just dipped my toe in the water, but I wouldn't jump. And then finally I was like, screw it.
1: <laughs> Let's go. And
0: it was just like, it just full blown head dive. Like, I hope there's water in this pool because I'm going head first and this is going to suck. You know, it's, it's going to hurt. And and, and it was just like, I chased a dollar and my mindset on it was, you know, my twenties and whatnot, I could spend money with the best of them. And I, and I did, and I did it foolishly in my twenties. And I say that for those of you that, that are younger. And I know I got a lot of younger listeners. Don't do that. Be smart with your, with your money.
1: Mm-hmm. have
0: money where you can go play. You got to have some play money and whatnot. I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but, but be smart about it. Don't like, I was just blowing money left and right. And it was stupid. Um, but I decided to, to, to look at things and it was like, okay, I I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I, I have a son. Um, and I was a single parent for 14 years. So it was, I'm not, when he got, you know, into the like the junior high, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade age group. He started playing like extracurricular sports and, and you know, all that other stuff. I wasn't going to go to my boss and be like, hey, can I leave early for my son's game? And there was a time where that happened. They were like, no, you can't do that. And then it was just like, all right, middle fingers in the air. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Deuces, I'm out. And I quit my job. And this is not something that I recommend because I didn't have money in the bank or anything like that. I was just like it was it was a kind of an emotional thing and it was just like it, it was on April I'll never those of you who've heard the story, it was April first, twenty thirteen. I, I quit my job and they thought I was it, they thought it was an April fools. I kind of planned it that way, but anyway. So I, I walked in, I quit, and I left. I just grabbed my stuff and I turned around and I walked on. Everybody was like laughing, like that's really good, Bird. No, I, I quit. The next morning, April second um I woke up and I was like, "Oh shit, like I have to like make this work now, you know what I mean and it mm-hmm. was it was like a lot of rocky stuff, but i and I say all that because I know you you get it
1: uh-huh. you've been
0: there and but as an entrepreneur as a serial entrepreneur, I got several businesses, and it was like, if I have an idea, okay, I'm just gonna go create it. Well, somebody else is already yeah. doing it, cool." I'll kind of look that. at their model, but I kinda of wanna do it myself kind yeah. of thing. Because I'm a hard ass that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um so I I love the fact that, that you had mentioned you know, more more than one revenue of, of income mm-hmm. in you and I and I'm a firm believer in that. So hats off to you on that. I I absolutely love that. If you have any piece of advice for somebody that wants to get into either entrepreneurship or learning mm-hmm. how to do that, or how they can get a hold of you if people are liking what they're hearing and they want yes. to connect with you, how can how can they connect with you right now?
1: Uh, yeah, please do. And I mean, I think I don't know if when you search wealth ops, if you even find it on social media yet, because it's uh, there's only like a hundred likes on that page. But if you do look me up, Judy Mark, you will see, uh, you will find me, and my Telegram group, which I started for, because I don't know how long we're gonna have social media as we know it currently. So, if you guys wanna um, get get connected, then look up Judy Mark and you should find me um I think I'm the only Judy Mark with two thousand over two thousand followers, so you should find me pretty easily and my telegram chat is in there. but here's the thing when you said chasing money, I just made a post yesterday about that because I met a girl on a plane and turns out she's one of the top network marketers in the world. Mm. We built a relationship, and we got connected. She helped me come. That's that's a whole story of how we've been breaking through this freedom thing for for years now. We've been working on this on the back end before all the truckers started. Like some of us have been waiting and slowly, like just saying no to begin with. Mm-hmm. And here was the thing with with this with business and entrepreneurship is chase moments and people not profits because moments such as i got to spend oh two weeks with my best friend when she had her baby that was a moment i got to hold uh i was a hospice nurse that i took a little break for, or i couldn't travel so i said yes to that the family asked me to come in because i had done that for years so i was kind of knew how to you know navigate around around that world um and so i came in i got to hold the hand of somebody leaving this earth and less than six months later, hold the hand of somebody coming into this earth. And um, and then, you know, traveling and meeting this woman and now sitting and I got to spend five days in her home and learn from her network marketing and business, just business in general. She's a serial entrepreneur as well, her and her husband. And then, you know, moments with my son and I get to look in his eyes and, and know why I'm doing this. It's It's the moments that will pay you way before the profits ever are seen. So if you don't, you don't, if you see that, if you see the moments, if that is when, and and I mean the little girl looking up at me when I'm riding my horse through that crowd and realizing that the stage I had envisioned myself on for years and the thank yous I would hear, um, that was the moment right there when she looked at me, like I was looking at my heroes when I was her age. That was the moment I realized I was on the right path. So it is moments. Moments will keep you going when you want to quit. I,
0: I'm literally at a loss right now. I'm smiling ear to ear because how many times have you guys have heard me on the show say, "You, you she's using moments, I use purpose, I'll say purpose, mm. and, and, and that ties in so nicely right now. That's why I'm smiling right now because it's like, how many times it. have you guys heard me say, when when I went from chasing the dollar to focusing on my purpose, my stress levels were down. My anxiety went down. My depression went down. It was everything about life got sweeter and a little more rewarding. And yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, Adam, you know, I, I'm not like a, a millionaire. And I, you know, like, I'm not saying I don't have my days where I'm just like, oh, fuck it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, shit's like, you get to worried with the world. On, whatever. Those are, those are meh, far and few in between than what it was before when I was like, Mm-hmm. Shit, I gotta make ten bucks, or oh, I gotta make a thousand dollars to pay the cell phone bill, or whatever. You guys know what I mean. Not that I have a thousand mm-hmm. dollars cell phone bill, but it's like, it, it, it's, it's if we do, we got a problem. Um, <laughs> right. We got, you gotta.
1: I don't know what plan you're on because I'm <laughs> the <laughs> highest plan there is. So tell me, yeah. there's a better <laughs> <Right>. one. <laughs> the, you gotta,
0: you gotta focus on the purpose, or as Judy says, focus on. The moments. God, I love that. I might just steal that. Focus on yeah. the moments. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that is so we, profound, you know? Because yeah. here's the thing. we, You only get one. We're, we're only here. We already know what the end, whether you believe in God or, or a higher power or the universe or, or whatever it is you believe in, we all know what the end result's going to be, right? So you might as well enjoy the time that you have while you get it. Because tomorrow's yeah. no guarantee. Right, so live yeah. each day to the fullest, right? I freaking love this. Anyway, sorry, I'm going on yeah. a tangent. I love it though.
1: too. I love it. That's that gets me excited because we need more people. So many people are so stuck in their beads and it's like, guys, I when I started this whole journey of being an entrepreneur, like. I was 19 and I seen someone on a beach having, you know, fancy boats and yachts and cars and houses. And, you know, at the end of that, I found out he had just rented everything just to make it look good. But still it was, it was the idea of, wait, I don't have to have a job. I don't like, it started with the light bulb moments. Right. And it's like, then, then you just like, okay. And then the question comes, what, ask yourself this, if you were to do some, and I asked my dad this yesterday, because he is learning this whole mindset. I'm teaching him, even though when I'm having down days, it's like, when are you going to get a job, Judy? And then, um, you know, and then, or it's, oh, wow, it's good. How's that going? How's that going? You know, good for you. Is you know, and then it's down days, Judy, you should just get a job. And it's like, okay, I'm, y'all need to stay out of this because this is my journey and, you know, fuck off. So then uh, yesterday, I was with him on the truck, and we're coming back, and that was it was actually kind of cool. I, I'm writing a book with this trucker thing, is a project because I love to write, but the idea of making a book sounds ridiculously hard to me. But we're coming back, and, and he sees the shop on the side of the road, and he's like, You know, I wouldn't mind having nine trucks and, and doing this. You know, he's trucked for 38 years, and it's my goal and one of my whys to get him off the truck in the next year. And, um, so I bring him in a lot of opportunities cause he loves some of these things where he can dabble in money without having to talk to anybody. Right. And so he's got this thing. And I said, dad, he's like, I wouldn't mind doing that. I said, okay, dad, but considering where we're going and financially, you may not need money in that way. You need put it this way. You may not need to make money in two years. It may all be very, very, you may never have to work another day in your life. Two years from now, do you still do you want the headache of nine trucks? Because I know he knows what that is. And he's like, I said, if you didn't have to make money in the trucking world, would you still do it? And then he said, well, no, I'd probably buy a ranch and have my cows and, you know, have someone that helps me. And then I do my, you know, stuff that he does financially and, you know, just trading or whatever his passion is. I said, there you go, dad. That's what you need to work for. Do not ask yourself if you didn't have to have the money or didn't have to make the money what would you do? Now don't quit your job right. like Adam <laughs> and I did um, but get stay there but yeah. don't let yourself fall into that paycheck mentality of comfortability because you can get that paycheck let the paycheck pay the bills and then from uh, how does it go 8 a.m. To eight PM, you're building someone else's dream, but from eight PM to two AM, you need to be working on your dream, right. and that's the F- focus. Find is find, find get something to su- that level.
0: Find something to supplement your income. You yeah, know, that, and that 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 side hustle is what the, you know a lot of yep. people call it that side hustle. Eventually, that side hustle could turn into something more. Yes, I'm I'm living proof of that. When I started podcasting, getting into radio back in 2010, 11, 12, time frame, that era there. It was a side gig. It was something that I was doing on the side, on, and it was doing it just on the weekend. And you know, nearly a decade later, created a company behind it all. I certainly did not think. Had you asked me a decade ago if I ever thought I'd be in like the entertainment type business, I would have laughed at you because that's that's so far from anything that I thought I would I would ever do but now i realize that you know i have a a platform and a voice that, that allows me to fulfill my passion and my purpose which is helping other people get to where they want to go so um that's a, that's with that being that's said huge. i want to i want to transition here again um in, into something and one of the big reasons one of the big big reasons why i had you on and and why i really started following those of you that have been listening to the show, um, you've heard Judy mention trucks and truckers and, and and stuff like that a couple of times. We're dropping all nuggets. Yeah, we're so now. What we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about those trucks. We're gonna talk about those truckers. What the hell are they talking about? And uh, we're talking about the big rigs, the big eighteen wheeler. I mean, that's we're like coast to coast, baby. That's what we that's what we do. And those of you that have that have been around the truck driving industry. I was a truck driver for many years. I grew up around it. it it's definitely pretty cool. But what's something's even cooler is what we're about to talk about. Judy had um, started posting a lot on social media, and it was—I kept seeing this girl on his horse and in these trucks talking about these truckers, and I was like, yeah, "That's pretty cool." And uh, and again, it had a me growing up around the trucking industry and then being a truck driver myself for a few years, it was just like, it, it just kind of catches with you. So I was like, what's this girl talking about? What's this? So, so I'm sitting there and I'm following more and more. And all of a sudden you got this freedom convoy and then there's these freedom riders. And next thing you know She's on a horse, which makes sense. Now I didn't know, then, yeah. but now like I know having talked to her and now <laughs> you guys find out that she trains horses and whatnot, but I was like, so, all right, I'm going to reach out to this because I want want to know. And the more and more I followed it, you see some of it on mainstream media. Now, I'm going to say that again. You see some of it on mainstream media. And (laughs) And then just some of that. Yeah, and and most of you already know my feeling about mainstream media and how I think it's all (laughs) bullshit most of the time. Yeah. So now we're going to hear it from the gal who has been on the front lines for the last several months doing it up in Canada. And, and what prompted it, I think it, it, it I believe it happened in Canada first. And then it, there was a convoy yeah. that was going on in Australia. There's one currently here in the United yes. States, making its way across, uh, down to DC. That being said, uh, Judy, I don't know how to even ask this question, but what the hell, like, how did you, how did that all come <laughs> together? like, You know, and everything that's been going on up there, because let's let's face, I thought our government down here in the United States right now is is by far not even subpar. Like it's it's in the crap.
1: Oh, you guys are in a shithole, and so are we. I mean, with the (laughs) government, oh, they're a bunch of you know,
0: oh, dirty politicians. I
1: get dirty politicians. I go to jail for what I think of this, right? Um.
0: Let's let's not Kay. do that. We we're gonna be starting off on the bail trouble. money for Judy here in a minute. Okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh this is on, on that note, considering everything I was doing for the last couple of weeks, mm. I posted I was out of jail. I just wrote out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking it was assumed Facebook jail, I had literally had people think I had gone to real jail. And I'm like I, considering I, what I've I was one doing, at
0: first. I was like, wait <laughs> a minute. I, but I've talked to her, so maybe I don't know, maybe the jails up there are different. Maybe you can have a to talk. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean it we do have a lot of patriotic or sorry, political they are patriotic political prisoners right now, which is very sad. But anyways, Oh my gosh, the truckers! I like got so excited about this, and you know, people went from seeing my. I feel sorry for anyone who follows me because it's a joyride. But it's it's like you you see this girl, you know, entrepreneur. I, I try to really keep it very professional and like up. Like I got a goal. I, I want to be huge in the entrepreneurial world, right. and I'm traveling all the world. You know, I my horses. They're here. I haven't rode them for ten years. I am like was first focused on being a mom. Now I'm focused on like business and juggling everything so horses was kind of on the back burner until this year and so um I go from that to people seeing me on a horse and it's like wait is that yours are you like do you know have you are you ride horse too like what's going on it's like and you're now you're talking trucks like what is up what is that I had someone say I love your new branding technique and I'm like well I guess that's what we'll call it yeah but anyway um so yes, I, I got, I was so passionate about this because like I said, I grew up as a trucker's daughter. So it, it kind of started with, I did not know this trucker thing was going on until my cousin who lived an hour away, who I haven't seen in 20 years, she messaged me and she said, Hey, I don't know if you're in the area. Cause I follow you, but she said, um, our cousins from Crete, Alberta are coming down through Red Deer, Alberta. They're jumping in on the convoy to Ottawa. And I went what convoy trucks what's going on and well that was sunday night when i seen it i didn't go to bed three in the morning because i went oh my gosh i am all on board this is my jam well i missed these guys by an hour and i said to someone had i known they were coming through i probably would have been hi i'm your cousin and i'm coming with you you know and i would have gone to ottawa well it turns out that that was probably good i didn't because it wasn't six days later when we got the call for the horses now here's here's the thing and, and and i wrote a post about this and i think some of these posts are going in a book because you know they're very inspired by the heart they they come they come from i write from the heart and i love to write i'm very descriptive when i write and sometimes extremely like vol highly descriptive i love to be descriptive when i write and very passionate and i said you know every one of us i sat for two years watching these people with their YouTube channels and these podcasts and these freedom frontliners fighting for freedom and these, you know, going, when is it my turn? And I would pray about it and be like, God, when's it my turn? When are, when is it going to be my turn? To, Cause I, you know how passionate I am, but this, I have been traveling across the border when everyone said I couldn't, I, I've been leaving my credit cards, in the U S with no coming back into Canada with no money because of the COVID uh, hotels and the, COVID prisons, we called them coming back into Canada and I've been doing this and I just stayed under the radar because I didn't want to put a target on my back and I said, when's it my turn to go to the front lines because I want to be there and and not because I want to get a following not because I want to do this, you know, I, I need to be there. This is why I came to this earth like my calling is for this purpose and I, I was waiting and I was frustrated. And then I missed the trucks to Ottawa. Then I was frustrated. And then, funny story, I had it all arranged to go to Southern Alberta with the horses. It was one day before I was going to load my horse, who I hadn't ridden in 10 years. Okay, he I've had him since he was a baby. And... I didn't know. He's never seen flags. He's never heard semi horns. He's a ranch horse. He grew up in the woods, you know, chasing cows. So I'm like, well, this should be fun, you know? And one day before this happens, before we go South to the coots border, which if you guys know, uh, is where pastor art, who is a political prisoner right now here in Canada was arrested. The last time he's in prison now, that's where they arrested him going to do a service. Um, to preach with the people, pray with the people, and they got he got arrested there. And that is just above Montana. So it's a Alberta, Montana border. It's one of the biggest border crossings that we have. And so some guys there had been holding the line since the Ottawa trucks went to Ottawa and they were holding the line there. And then another about 15 kilometers back, there was another convoy that had kind of started and they were holding the line there. So they needed support. They were being harassed really bad. They, there was a lot of tickets being written. The police force was extremely intimidating. And so we figured we'd go there to ride and, um, about 150 people registered, you know, it's going to be a big ride. I've right. never ridden with 150 people before. Right. And a day before this happens, my sister decided, uh, I couldn't use her truck and trailer. I, I said this, I went, I went to, I went to bed pissed off. I woke up pissed off. I had a shower pissed off. And then I was pissed off at God. Cause I'm like, really? I uh, like, what the fuck? I want to go do this. And I prayed and I prayed and I'm like, okay, I, I know manifestation. I can make this happen. And I, now I'm just too angry and it's not going to happen. Um, but I also knew by experience that there was a time in my life where I had, I had um had this happen where it didn't work out for me to go on a trip with my best friends and they were killed on the way there I would have died in that car accident had it worked out so I also knew that if it wasn't if it wasn't safe and there was a reason why I couldn't go that I had to accept that right. so I'm in the shower and I'm having this like angry conversation with God and I'm like okay fine okay fine I was like throwing fit I'm like fine then I won't like okay just whatever <laughs> and then i'm like okay god so here's my deal i'm gonna make a little deal with you and uh if it's not if i can't go it's not safe to go i'm gonna be quiet i'm gonna sit down and shut up and not be upset about it because there's a reason and blah 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 and i'll just keep doing what i'm doing from behind the laptop and behind the screen yeah. i'll, I'll just, maybe there's a reason and i have a bigger purpose you'll show me where but if you can find me a ride i'm going okay so the day then the next day. um Still no ride, still nothing. And I, I, my sister says, well, are we going to get your horse? Because I thought you said you could find a ride. I, We had to drive an hour to go get my horse to bring him halfway at least. Right. I'm like, in my head, I'm going, I don't, why? I don't have a ride anyway. And it was in the back of my head going, you really don't trust God to find you a ride. So you're just going to sit here on your ass right. and not go get your horse. So I'm like, let's go. Halfway to get my horse, I see a post on Facebook of actually it was a comment under a post. you know how notifications and posts it's there's no way you can find stuff if you actually were looking and I see this girl saying we're expecting 500 horses and I'm like wait what who's this where's this and I texted her I'm like uh she's it was actually an hour closer to where I was going to go to the southern border so I texted her I'm like do you by any chance know anybody just anybody who can give me a ride I like I'll sit on the trailer floor. I'll like whatever. I don't care. I, I will just, whatever it takes, just get me and my horse down there. She's like, oh yeah, I have this guy. He might have some room. So I call this norm guy and I'm like, Hey, hi, my name's Judy. I need a ride. And is there any way I, you have room for me? He's like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you can find, if you can get yourself here, I'll take you. I have a two horse. Uh, okay. I was like, okay, sounds good. I get my sister to drop me off there. I don't know who this guy is. It's in the middle of the woods somewhere. She drops me off. I've never seen this guy. I don't even know who he is. This sounds Nothing. like
0: a horror movie beginning. Like-
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. I-, I was all like committed at this point. I'm like, okay. I um, let's go. Like, God didn't bring me into this situation just to have me like murdered. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Here we go. So we load up horses. We end up going to Coots where I wanted to go. Originally it was where we went. And it turns out that this guy was one of the original convoyers with the yellow, yellow vested people that went to Ottawa in 2019 and his stories. And he was carrying a flag. You guys will see it on my live has 5,000 signatures on it. And he's been doing this. And he said, originally it started the convoying thing. I was going to think I was going to meet a girl. He's 62, I think. The most interesting man. And it was the stories. I was just in awe of the stories. And I'm thinking, had I, I threw this fit, but not getting to go because my sister decided not to go. And here God was like, no, no, no. You have a purpose. And and I'm going to make sure you're with the people that line up with your purpose so that you can hear the stories you need to hear. And it was just a reason. And wow. I mean, and the story keeps going, but
0: so let, do we let, need to let's, transition. Let's, let's back up. No, we, no, I'm, I'm loving this because you, <laughs> there's so many things here that I want to, that I want to hit, and probably the main one right now is, is, you know, you, you, you bring up God and how you didn't get to go the way you wanted to go or whatnot because sometimes things that we want don't happen for a reason because something better, yes, is, he's got something better in store. So I say that first and foremost because. I, everybody just needs to hear that. And everybody needs to understand that you can be upset all you want, but you have to have faith that there's something better for you in store. Um, mm-hmm. and you can't always, in, in, in that the meaning of faith is it is being, being able to, to know that something better is there, even though you can't see it. Right.
1: Yeah. Focus on the goal and let God determine the how.
0: Exactly. Exactly. The other, uh, Oh shit. What was it now? Um, I, I I just love the yeah I called this guy up and you was know, like yeah here we go yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just it's just kind of like back up what we haven't even brought it like we knew the convoy and for those that that are listening they have okay convoy what the hell are they talking about yeah what yeah. what was the purpose of of the convoy up in Canada like what what sparked the initial
1: yes good question because a lot of people actually Still don't even know because you guys, most every country, even now, there is zero coverage from the U.S. convoy. I have to go search. I have to message people that I know are in it. I have, like, it is, they are covering that up.
0: What? So, So since you brought that up, let's talk about that for just a hot second. Why do you think our mainstream media would not cover you know all of these trucks that are traveling literally for, that started in California and they're just working yeah. their way yeah. all the way to yep. DC. Oh my God, you're going to get me started. So why why, why oh, would they do yes, that, I know. Why I would why up. would we not talk about that? I just think right. And then uh, it just by coincidence, gas prices are going up every yep. like, ten cents every other day. It seems like yeah. Um, wh- why is that? Why would we do that? It wouldn't be because of political reasons because our government certainly would not do that to its people.
1: No. Well, on the very back end of everything, and here's what you have to understand, guys, is this is 5,000 layers deep. On the very top of it, there's a, you know, demented old man and a weird cross-dresser running our two countries. And... you have to understand that that's just the front end of this movie we're watching. It's such, it's so bad. I don't understand how anyone uh, cannot see it at this point, but it's okay. That those ones should just, and I won't say that because this isn't about vaccination. So I won't even go there because that could be a little too dark for some of y'all. What I think about this, but this, this is, this is so much deeper and it's all a front end of movie, blah, blah, blah. At the very bottom of all this, this pile of shit <laughs> is the fact that of course the, the ops of it being covered up <clears throat> is to help people wake up and go and ask that very question why the people who aren't woke up yet need to ask why wow. and that's what it's for wow. so don't get too wrapped up in you know emotional but it is what i tell people it's it is what it is and it's it's there's a purpose behind it all But in terms of why the truckers, what's, what started it? You know, I had a nurse, my mom actually was a nurse. She lost her job over this mandate thing. And she said, why couldn't the nurses have done this? You know, they, they tried to stand up for themselves. And I said, mom, (laughs) you guys started the train and we needed the men to finish it. And I said, they brought the big iron. You cannot, the, you know, and, and I said this to the truckers when I was riding through, I said, you guys brought the, brought the, the iron and we brought the horsepower. You brought the big iron. We brought the horsepower. Yeah. Um, and so it was really fun that, that little thing we, we said, uh, that was one of the slogans we were using riding with our horses. Um, and remind me to come back. Cause, cause with the horse stuff, um, when I said there was 150 horses registered, uh, we showed up with 500. So it, it, you saw it on the news that there was maybe a hundred horses. Yeah, it wasn't true. So anyways, it was why the truckers started was then, then they mandated truckers coming across the border. They had to be vaccinated. Well, many of the truckers weren't and many were, but the ones that were, here's the funny thing. The people think that the trucks went to Ottawa and all the truckers were rednecks and weren't vaccinated. That is not true. Many of them were, but here's the, what it was. These truckers, said wait a minute okay we got it we got the vaccine we got it why now you're starting to say we have to no 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 if i want to i will you don't get to tell me what i have to do because now they started to realize that they were gaining more control of us and that's when the trucks went it just started with one guy going hey wait a minute we should take trucks to ottawa well, they had okay. That's on the front end of yeah. what we saw. So it's,
0: it was a power play, and that's kind of what we're seeing down here in yeah. the United States. It's when it comes yep. to the government, it's it's all. It, yeah, you talk about the mandate, but to be clear, you were talking in order for truck drivers from the U.S. to go into Canada, they had mm-hmm. they had to be vaccinated. Is that is that correct?
1: Both ways, because our um, our trucks go back and forth, right? Right. right, right. Yeah. So our Canadian truckers were losing jobs and their wives just lost their nursing jobs. First, their wife loses their nursing job. Now they're losing their trucking. Um, That's not okay. Right. And the trucks kind of went, let's go to Ottawa. Well, they expected, I think, 50,000 trucks. Um, There was or not even 10 to 10 to 20,000, I think, is what the original number was. Well, I know. The last number that was kind of put out was a hundred thousand trucks. Um, the convoy group that Sunday when I found out about all this was growing twenty thousand people like per minute.
0: Yeah. And how fast. So you you get there and and I remember seeing like uh they were talking on the news down here in the States that um now what what had happened, it turned out to be a a peaceful protest or this this convoy mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it turned into the government going in. Hey, we're going to freeze your assets, freeze your accounts. We're going to stop giving mm-hmm. you gas, and and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, they're making laws because of this convoy, and people were being threatened, and, and I believe some people were arrested and yeah, and stuff like that. So, the and and I'm the reason, and this was one of the reasons why I I, I wanted her on the show, folks, is that she, Judy took her her there was uh. Originally supposed to be 150 horses. She, she mentioned that there was 500 horses that rode to the, to the front, and you guys called yes. yourself the, the Freedom Riders, is that right? Freedom Riders. Freedom, I'm actually it.
1: wearing the shirt right now, and it's
0: like oh, freedom, nice. mandate yeah.
1: freedom. Yeah. Right. So
0: I this, is. Was, this is all, and it, this wasn't people, they weren't, this was a, a, a group that stood up to their tyranny government. It was, mm-hmm. is what it was going on they didn't want they wanted their rights back they did not want yeah. the government to to uh have more control and it, i think that i think you know, we
1: realized how much we didn't have yeah and how much more we were losing and that's where it started
0: yeah and and i see i think you're seeing that in in north america as a whole yeah uh you know i I used to. I tell people now, you know, if you want to really know what's going on in the world or what's really going on here in the United States, watch a news station from like Japan or Germany or, or in, mm-hmm. you know somewhere overseas and see what mm-hmm. they're saying, and then compare it to the bullshit that they feed us here. Yeah. You know, know hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. So
1: yeah, and and it was it was a calling, and when I heard horses, I went, "That's me. Sign me up." And I had people messaging me like, "Are you still going to go? I hear they're arresting people." I'm like, oh, "Really? Try, so try like."
0: I, I'm I'm calling yeah. this like the the the, the freedom riders, like the ride to freedom, you know, yes, k- kind of a thing. And, and I think, well, actually, I don't want to write that down. I might just it pass. was
1: an incredible feeling. And and you guys need to find the live. That live hit 130 thousand views and 10 thousand shares and like 4 thousand comments. That was our very first ride in. You could see all the horses. You could feel the energy. I start, like, I'm crying most of it, so I apologize. But here's what, here's what happened is I went in first with awe. Yeah. First of all, that my horse, literally. So we started, we, we saddled up. We, we, sta- we staged about 15 kilometers back. Huh. No, sorry, five, about five miles back. We staged our horses and got got the, up sco- the scoop and people were complaining. Why don't we know what's going on? Why don't we know which road we're taking? And I finally jumped into the chat group and I said, guys, really? This isn't a trail ride of romanticism where we all know what's going on. Like, fuck, we're in a war. Like, get your shit, get your shit together. Right. If, you, if we don't know what's going on, neither do they. Right. So, of course, none of us are supposed to just follow the fucking trailer and shut up. Like, just, you're here to just, ride, right. not run this operation, okay? So Sorry. anyway, I didn't say it like that. No. Okay, I was nicer. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I was thinking. But we get there, we staged, and we're like, wow, the horses, the trailers. Like, you know, this is crazy. And we're riding around just in awe of, of everything, going, wow, to be a part of this history. Right. And you know how it felt? I'll tell you how it felt. And anyone who's in the military probably would understand this, and it's probably not even close To like how you guys have felt going into a situation, you could call it is, is probably not even like my experience is not even close to that, but, but I got a glimpse of it. Okay. And I got, I got a feeling is as we're driving with the horses and it's just getting to be light and you could see the mountains uh, across the plains and, and actually one of the mountains looked like a pyramid. So it was kind of like very odd. The feeling, the energy was extremely like we're entering the zone. That's how it felt. And I know you guys understand what i mean i don't know how to explain it right. so like your, anyone your understand adrenaline that starts
0: pumping a little bit because yeah really, and you, you can then, then you start feeling that you' seeing all the people around you like you're all there for the same purpose pumping and you're just like battle oh it's time to rock and
1: roll we're about yeah to it's do like this. that feeling okay like, hey, guys get mm. get your equipment together yeah. put your put your vests on like that was the feeling right but it was an emotional one it was a put the armor of god kind of feeling yes. on and, and we're all standing around a circle and norm the guy I was with he pipes up. He he was, he should be the guy that's at the front leading this, but he's so humble. He, he wouldn't Right. He just was there to support there to show up. And he said, Hey, you know, can I do a prayer? So he, he did a prayer and, and then we got in the truck and he said, we cannot go into battle without God by our side. Yeah. We have to take him with us. And we get in there, we're riding our 500 horses. Well, it was, it was 500 all together. So some came later, some came in the middle of it, whatever. But, Altogether, there's about 500. So we ride in, and the people, the people were so excited. They had come from all over the map to see this because they heard the horses were coming. The truckers were so excited. There wasn't a lot of truckers at that one um, where we were because they were holding the line. Most of the trucks were in Ottawa, but these trucks were holding the line in, in the coots Uh, Alberta space and so we ride in and you know I I was in that space of awe and wow I get to be part of this and wow look at all this and oh my gosh and just like starstruck, awestruck and then I was live and you know the moment it happened for me was I looked over and 500 horses now these weren't you know fancy people these weren't like people that are used to the show ring these were Horses that had just come out of the feedlot. Yesterday, they'd been working cows all day. These cowboys were wearing their their Regs, They were wearing their shaps. They were hardened cowboys out of the out of the woods. Yeah. They had never rode horses in, in traffic before. Not one of these horses had seen flags. These were hardened cowboys and cowgirls, feedlot workers, farmers. Some of these guys had borrowed horses. They'd never been on the horse before. They. These are not your parade. This was not a parade. These horses had not seen this before. 500 horses rode into that. We had to cross the train tracks. Horses do not like train tracks. There's horses that will not cross train tracks because it reminds them, it makes them think it's the cattle guard and they will break a leg. So it's all natural not to go cross it. So we had 500 horses going across this, this train track and people, videos and screaming and sirens and horns and train horns and it was so loud you couldn't actually hear yourself talk and these horses were so calm so calm now and i looked over and i looked at this one cowboy and i'll never forget his face it's like etched in my brain and i look over him at him and he's he's he looks at i mean he says he says wow wow and he just was speechless and he had tears running down his yeah. face and and I'm like looking at him, going, these guys have probably rarely ever cried in their life, and here they are, seeing this and realizing what this was, and what we were there for. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't for us, and it wasn't there to create a show. It wasn't, you know. And I I I in that moment realized that today I am here to say thank you to as many people as I can. And so I, I rode my horse. We rode fifteen miles in traffic all day, up and down, and around and around and around, probably ten times. Three miles each time we rode. Um, I don't know; the math is wrong. So if anyone's like screwed up with the math, don't bother. It and it was just like it was so. Powerful, and I got I my horse got to know he would see because he's a cow horse, so they get in tune with with what you're looking at, and he would see me looking at a kid, you know, waving and trying to get my attention on the horse, and he would run over to the window and he would stop so they could pet his face, and he loves kids, right? And so we would ride past the trucks, and I would say thank you to as many people as I could. And we rode, two of us, we were the last one out of there. It was dark. It was time to leave because it was just not safe to be riding through traffic because we, we couldn't see us. Right. We were both riding black horses, basically. So we were invisible in the traffic and our horses are right. You know, we had to squeeze our legs together to get between some of the trucks and the horns are going nonstop and we're riding pavement all day. So don't ask me how I felt the next day. Right. <laughs> It was like, it was bad, but anyways, you're,
0: you're doing it all. So the picture that she's painting and I'm really hoping those of you that are listening can really kind of just close your eyes for a second and like picture Judy and, you know, 499 other people on horses going through and seeing all of these people like, you know, mountain in the background, you got cars everywhere, flags everywhere, people, it's, It's it's it looks like one would perceive like a parade, but it's not. It's just it's kind of like, holy cow. And they're there for a purpose. And the purpose is that they they they're tired of having their rights and stuff taken away from them. And and so two more questions because we're coming up on time. First question is. Where does everything stand right now?
1: Um, Very good question. And it's all being kind of covered up because at the moment uh, there's a bill being, they're trying to write a bill because Ukraine is now a distraction to what's really going on here. And again, um, there's a bill being written. What they're trying to do is the agenda of 2030, which is you will own nothing and be happy. Um, And so it's being written in law right now is what they're trying to do is that we, um, to be part of a, a the social system that China has. I don't, I'm the least political and understanding of bullshit that there is. So I don't even try and learn the bullshit cause it's so, so, so that's what they're trying to write is that we would, in order to buy groceries and be a part of the system, we need our own QR codes basically. So we would we are going into the China phase of this. Mind you, I believe personally that it's an ops but if this is what it takes. So I, here's the thing is like, do we really have to wake up some of these people is my question. To whoever's listening that can wow, answer this yeah. like do do we need yeah, to
0: that's a whole nother no, we... that, show in and of it itself. it is a whole nother show so, so it's like what's there. happening
1: what's happening now is that um we got more rides planned i can't be at the next one i would love to cover this one um because they're doing a freedom chain on Feb, march 5th and it's going to be on the um Sorry, Alaska Highway. I grew up on Alaska Highway. The Trans Canada Highway across Canada is a freedom chain where everyone's holding hands, and we're going to try and make the chain reach entirely across Canada. And so, some of the riders are going to be close to me here, but I will be with my son in Saskatchewan, so I will miss that ride. But he is—I have not seen him in a bit, so it's time I go see him. And that was the weekend I could go. So um, there is a ride happening then, and and so it they here's what I said last weekend we went and did um this is huge so you got to watch another live of that if you guys can come follow me was we did a convoy through Calgary Alberta that was kind of we dropped it in on them very sneakily it was a bit of an ops you could say I love that word and the Ottawa trucks were on their way back from Ottawa and they just kind of plopped Landed in in Calgary and we did a slow roll with about 30 trucks up and down Calgary, one way streets. Okay, imagine semi trucks going through downtown of a major city up and down one way streets with trail. These guys are amazing. I mean, incredibly talented with what they do. There's no one that drives better than a trucker, in my opinion. Um, Truckers at this point, I think when you hear someone's a trucker, you should say thank you for your service, because that's how much of an impact they play in our infrastructure but this is we did a convoy there so what i said to people is here's the thing when they disbanded us in ottawa and threatened the truckers to take their trucks away and put them in jail the trucks left but did they really ask yourself this did they really because they didn't what they did is they disbanded us and instead of one giant pile, beehive one beehive of energy they disbanded. They kicked the hornet's nest. They split us into a thousand different moving parts. They don't know where we are now. They don't know where we're going to go. Yeah. They don't know who we made are. It, made it hard to track this.
0: you guys now.
1: Well, they, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, we don't even know where we're going next. Right. We wake up in the morning, and say, "Hey, we're doing a slow roll through." Okay, who can come? Like, it's, it's, you don't know where we're gonna be. And so they kicked the hornet's nest, and and they they've just made it worse for themselves. So we're not done. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't stopped. So if you guys think we've gone away, we haven't. And you know, someone said, Why don't you guys just go home? Why don't you stop? You're your mandates are being lifted. Why don't you stop? Why don't you go to Ukraine? Because and I here's stop until the entire world is free. Right. This never started with us. Right. This is all of us. It's
0: everybody. It's everybody. I got one last question, Judy.
1: Okay. Is... I can go on forever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We're definitely gonna have you back on the show.
1: <laughs> oh shit, I
0: love it. Um, this is a question I ask everybody that comes on the show. The show is called the Decision Hour. So, and you have certainly brought up a lot of decision hours in the oh past God. hour uh, on the show. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it, and what was the atmosphere like? at that time.
1: Um that's 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 a very deep question because I've had to make many decisions and I could tell you a hour story for each one that make your hair stand on and you know but here's here's the one that comes to mind that I want to share and maybe someone needs to hear this one. Um but there was a time in my life and I was leaving behind the Mennonite culture and the religion and I was very alone and I was told that I was going to go to hell for my decisions. And it was a big decision to make. But I remember sitting in the barn. I was training horses. I was taking care of 60 horses while having three jobs, two of them being a night shift jobs. I was exhausted. I couldn't mentally even function at the time. It was I, I was at the lowest point in my life. And I was very alone and um, had nobody. And you know, I legitimately, I, I had the church friends that had shunned me. And then I had my worldly friends you could say that finally just looked at me and, and were like judy you're you're a fucking mess get your shit together like we don't even go back to the church like you you were better off there than like you are now you're you're angry you're you're just you're just a just a bitch and like get your shit together and i had no one i had nobody and i was sitting in the barn i remember this sitting in the barn on a chair shaking crying visualize a panic attack now you guys can understand a panic attack your mouth gets dry your lips tingle you're hyperventilating you you won't think you probably are dying you should go to the hospital because you've never had this before and you don't know what's happening to you and I remember standing up and going okay enough is enough Judy you are alone you've got nobody to come save you you need to be your own hero. It wasn't directly that conversation, but that that was what led to that conversation. And I remember, you look at it this way and say, I reached a time in my life where I had to take giving up off the table as an option. And so I did. I swiped it off the table. I said, whatever I do, I know I don't want to wake up tomorrow, um, but that no longer is an option. So no matter how hard it gets from this point on, giving up, I will not even... Consider and I made that decision that that was no longer an option for me because there is so many times in our head that we say, "Well, if one more thing happens, I'm out. If one more thing, if we just if this happens, I I can't do it anymore. I I just won't be it. I finally had to take that off because that was a pity party in my own head that was happening, and I had to say, that is not an option anymore, Jitty. You don't get to check it out. You don't get to check out emotionally. You don't get to check out physically you get to do this because you're here for a reason, figure it out. And that was a decision I had to make. And, you know, it's been extremely, this is the first time in my life. And that was 11 years ago. This is the first time in my life where things, I have begun to see the positive effects of that decision.
0: Love it. Thank you, Judy, for sharing your story with us and your decision hour today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to have all of Judy's contact information in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, you can click on the links. You'll be able to follow her directly on her social media channels. That's all the time that we have here today. Before we let you go, I got to give a shout out to our parent company, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the shows, articles uh, that are going on over there. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. If you are an author, Uh, and you have a book or you want to turn it into an audio book, reach out to them. Also, uh, we are hiring. So if you are a writer, a content creator, or if you have a podcast, reach out to them at heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.